Roger. Yeah, I think he's pulling the wrong one. I'm just, okay, I'm ready to pull it down now. There was still a little bit uh, left in the... Okay, don't hold it quite so tight. Okay. Yeah, what? Hi, welcome to the podcast. This is how it's going to start. Everybody, welcome. It's me, Jimmy Jackson, aka Kevin Tipcorn, aka Mike Dave Jeff, also known as Skippy Scrandle, but sometimes known as Graven Dump Jester, best known as Johnny Pemberton here, the lead tong tester at the executive buffet where the chafing dishes are hot and the hats are high, and everyone gets welcomed just like they were daddy's big red truck pulling up to the barn after a long trip to town so hop on to daddy's big red truck take a seat we're gonna get bumpy here it's a great funky fresh cool wintergreen time here on live to tape aka the executive buffet also known as hands on the branch i have a great podcast for you here today i'm i'm excited i was gonna say super excited but i decided to say just excited but i am super excited but uh it's both. You know, I'm hesitant to say I'm super excited because I'm so excited, right? The guest is amazing. You guys know him. He's everywhere on all the places that you go. His name is Lewis Cole. He's an, he's a stunning musician, incredible person, and we talk about all kinds of cool stuff. I can't wait for you to hear this, hear this amazing conversation. You should know, though, that I'm streaming on Twitch about three times a week, every Monday at 6 p.m., every Thursday at 6 p.m. and every Saturday and or Sunday at around 1 p.m. Also, I got a bunch of times sprinkled in the middle of that. Check me out. It's twitch.tv slash justmynipples. That's twitch.tv slash justmynipples. It's a great time. You're going to love it. it. Also, if you want to get more stuff like extra audio mixes and all kinds of stuff, Check us out on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash live to tape. Patreon.com slash live to tape. Easy to get there and you can engage on multiple levels. So now here it is. The podcast recorded a few weeks ago with the just absolutely amazing, wonderful, talented, super cool, fun, just guy, Lewis Cole. Thanks, Thanks for being, for being here. here. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being here. That's good. This is going to be amazing, man. Oh, yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Yeah, there's a lot of hype. So, how much, how long were you playing drums today? Right before this, you said you were playing drums right before this. I played for about 40 minutes. Okay. Is that like a, do you have like a, a time that you do? Like, how does that work? Cause you're such a, you're such a, like an athletic drummer. I feel like, you know what I mean? Do you feel like that about Man, yourself? Yeah, I do. And actually today, I haven't played for like three days 
And today I felt really slow. It was just like, it's, it is athletic. I, it's, I don't even understand it. You know, I just, it's, I just know some days if I've taken a break, it just, it's hard to play again. So it's, okay. yeah, it's, yeah. And I'm really, really thin. So I don't know if I like, I don't really like build muscles like a normal male, you know? So it's <laughs> like, I, I think even if I take a few days off, I think I really feel it. Like I feel slower. Is there a reason you took a few days off? Cause I, I feel like a lot of people I know who are musicians are like, they don't really take time off. Sometimes it's just like, they're always like noodling and stuff. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. It... Yeah. I was just trying to, I was actually trying to record another song and I was trying to sing and I was just like singing it really badly. And so I had to, I had to redo it like four times. So I just, I was like, I'm not going to play drums until I finish it. Oh, and yesterday okay. I kind of feel like I got some good vocal takes. And uh, so I'm back today. Right. Cause you're a multi-instrumentalist. So did you, did you start with the drums or was it something else? yeah i guess i started with the drums i mm -hmm. i uh i basically like would annoy the shit out of my parents like i would just <laughs> i would just take their cookware and play on it with oh, like man. spoons and stuff you know yeah i was one of those kids i don't know what? i just thought a drum set looked cool because it had so many moving parts it was like yeah. a bunch of metal and like springs and i don't know i just thought it was cool so i just yeah where were you growing up when you were annoying your parents where was that uh I, I, in la in LA, okay, so yeah. yeah, so this, so you've been here for a long time, then. This is like, yeah. this is your home even now. Yeah. Did what you about you? Time where, where, you I grew up in Minnesota. From? Okay, cool. Yeah, so I'm like, a, you know, classic LA transplant. Yeah. Came here, and uh, but I love it here. I, I really do. I find it to be like, I can't imagine being anyplace else. Really, I mean, I love to leave here. Also, it's great to like, if you have a job where you get to travel, like mm -hmm. music or comedy or anything like that. It's yeah. great to leave Los Angeles, but you know what I mean? It's like a great city yes. to be like, I'm going to get the fuck out of here for a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, it's always nice to come back. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I like that feeling. I, I, there's something special about like when you land, you're just like, it's nice to, I'm glad I was gone for a while, but for some reason, just the feeling of being back, it's just nice. I, I like Hell it. Hell yeah. yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I really, I find it like it feels so great to, well, which I haven't felt in over a year, which is. Yeah. Like, Almost right. a year. I think the last time I traveled was it. Actually, no, I know I traveled. I, what am I saying? I keep forgetting, but I did like a little thing, but I don't know. It's not it's not the same as it was before. Yeah, no, it really isn't. Yeah, I I, uh, I did a little bit of traveling, but yeah, I agree with you. It's not the same. Mm -hmm. Although, when I was flying during the pandemic, like every single time I got a row to myself, you know, a row of seats uh, to myself. Have you been traveling a bunch during this whole past like, Not a lot, year? maybe maybe two times three times really yeah. was it to do like yeah. shows and stuff or what no it was to visit someone okay that's i haven't okay. I, the, the only shows i've done were like <laughs> in the desert on new year's eve we really? were just like powered by car batteries <laughs> yeah that sounds actually pretty damn fun it was incredible and um, on the same thing on the street on figueroa on halloween that's just okay. what we've been doing i mean we just yeah we plug into the car adapter and just have like yeah it's 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 enough power i guess to make it work because you got to do something because I, I feel like right now like i feel the worst for musicians because that seems like the one thing you really can't do right now there's no mm -hmm. you can do a little bit but you just can't it, the the, diff, the difference between pre-pandemic and now is just it's, it's not the same man right yeah it's uh i don't know I, I hear like, I know people who are like, it'll never go back to normal or it'll be years, nah. but I just, I don't, I don't no believe that in my heart. I just kind of feel like, like <clears throat> I don't have dreams 
where people are wearing masks. So to me, that kind of feels like I would adjust oh my God, back to normal life that. quickly. Yeah, I don't have yeah. that either. I don't think. At least I don't remember having any dreams of people wearing masks yet. So yeah, so it hasn't. It hasn't. Problems. It hasn't seeded itself. That idea hasn't seeded itself deep enough. I think to the point. Mm-hmm. I, if if other people are like me, then I feel like we once stuff starts to kind of feel a little more normal i don't think it'll be like a huge transition back and i think we'll just kind of fall back into it yeah i, kind I also of like... one time forgot to wear a mask in, in a sandwich restaurant when i was going to use the bathroom there i think right. it was like a uh, just like a subway kind of uh, i don't remember the, it was one of those but it actually i remember it like didn't feel that weird wow. so i don't know if that's any information to go off of but it might be <laughs> yeah yeah i i really think once it's uh once it's back People, I mean, I'm looking forward to basically fucking exploding. Like, I just mm-hmm. want to like perform harder than I ever have before, because it's like all yeah. just like tight. It's all pent up, and it's gonna just be like, oh my god, it's gonna be it can be dangerous. Yeah, it could be a very good source of fuel. I think actually, for real. Like even even when we were playing in the desert on this patch of dirt, and there were like five people watching, it was just like <laughs> we were going hard, man. We were just like, we need this so bad, you know? <laughs> yeah. Have you None ever of it done was taken for granted. Uh, you're doing like street side bucket drumming at all? Yeah, I used to when I was a kid. I used to like go mm-hmm. to the Ralph's Market and play outside and uh, yeah, get a really? you know How twenty dollars. I was maybe ten or ten or eleven. I would play with like two of my other friends. We would just yeah, we'd go to random markets like that and just play That's on funny. buckets. I, I've never seen that in LA. I've only seen it like in the subway in New York. I I think I would be really impressed to see some kids in LA bucket drumming. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely I, it's. It's more of a New York subway vibe, definitely. Yeah. But yeah, we, we used to do that and make like twenty dollars each, you know, and, it, until a Ralph's employee would come out and and tell us to stop, <laughs> which would happen very quickly, like twenty minutes. Like, give me some food and we'll stop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Did you like? Did people ever compare your style to that? Because I, I didn't think about this before, but now that you said that, I feel like some of your drumming style is kind of reminiscent of that, like like real chugging, syncopated bucket drumming style you know what i mean yeah i think so man when i was a kid and i would see like people playing on buckets and trash and like refrigerator drawers i would just be mm-hmm. like damn that's there's something magical about that that i like so i think so man i i i uh i don't know i i know that my drum sound is kind of trashy and that's definitely on purpose I, so it's probably yeah. related to that i mean i literally made a drum set out of trash cans that i you know, I, I use sometimes and it's, I don't know. I like it, man. It's, it works. I fucking love it. I think it's a great tone. I, I feel like when I hear it, something about it feels very uh, uh, primitive, but also feels like, um, I don't know, like it speaks to me in a level where I feel like it's, uh, it's so hard to articulate stuff like that. You know what I mean? But I feel like when I hear yeah. it, I don't, there's nothing between, it, it feels like a recording as and a performance as opposed to being like something that's been constructed it feels yeah. like you're hearing like a, like a, uh, something natural, like a natural. Yeah, I rhythm. hear you, man. Yeah, and that that's cool. You noticed that because I, I like that vibe. There's, like I just like the human feel of of recordings. You know, if you can get that in a recording, that's special. I feel like so my favorite artists always have that like element of, of that. It's not just like super sterile, super controlled, which can be good too. But it's like yeah. a lot of times I like a little bit of just trash human, you know, error, a little bit of feeling in there. Who are, who are like your favorite people then? Who are like your for, favorite for, artists? Um, favorite artists? Yeah. Oh, man. Like what got you into music when you were young? What I would say a big that? one, Tony Williams. He's this drummer who used to play for Miles oh, Davis. I know Tony Williams. So, Tony Williams, Jazz yeah. Machine, baby. 
<laughs> he's a sick drummer, man, and sick yeah, writer. Sick. And I, I love his singing. I love everything about him. I just think he's one of the greatest musical minds of all time. So I would listen to his like crazy ass albums from like 1969 and 70. Hell yeah. Uh, 21. On that album, yeah. Miles Smiles, there's that one part where his fucking right hand on that ride is like, <laughs> it's like, it's a whole other one person could just be that like like it's like so <laughs> yeah i can't even tell what's going on you know he's yeah nuts. it's a force of nature man mm-hmm. his ride symbol it's crazy so i mean he as far as drummers go like him definitely uh jack dejanette then there's like some more recent guys like nate wood okay. keith carlock cj thompson um there's a lot yeah but those are probably my favorites uh, miles davis too just like if you're just talking about straight up artists or musicians right. uh miles davis kill evans um boards of canada uh that's cool yeah Those are, i mean i don't know there's so many <laughs> a lot it of really classical is. music it's it's so hard to get like because i used to be i don't know it's like a, so when you talk about music it's really hard to even remember anything until like you know you could kind of go we could talk for like hours and it's like this thing reminds you of that and that reminds you of that because mm-hmm. everything is like a conglomeration of something. It's not just like, oh, I love, I fucking love Dave Matthews Band, and that's all my sound <laughs> is based on. <laughs> yeah, it's so yeah, random. You go real far if that was your baseline there. Yeah, yeah you can you can go to the stars, man. There's no limit when you got <laughs> got uh got Dave in the house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What about comedians for you? Oh, I don't know. I mean, like I I've always been like a ha- hardcore Richard Pryor fan. Like that's what I. That's what got me into comedy, I guess. Well, not got me into it, but that's when I, I listened to a lot of Richard Pryor right before I started doing comedy. And for me, that was, he's still just like the funniest thing. I mean, I love like, um, I don't know. Again, it's the same thing where it's like there's so many people who I like, but I necessarily don't really like feel influenced by them so much. But um, sure. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't Are there know, any like I, recent comedians that like uh, that you thought were cool or anything? I mean, people who are alive? <laughs> yeah or just doing stuff doing stuff currently like i guess in their prime. i feel like it's all my friends pretty much you know it's all these people yeah. i i think it takes a lot for me to like someone's comedy so if i'm friends with someone and they do comedy chances are i think they're pretty damn funny yeah but, uh i don't know i mean that's cool yeah one of my best friends josh fadum he is uh probably one of my favorite comedians we, we tour all the time to go together so it's for me it's like i know his stuff in and out yeah that's awesome man. that seems to be kind of similar with with the scene that you guys are in as far as music because yeah. i feel like you play with um with you know with jack stratton of Wolfpack and um right you you i just you play with uh thundercat too right mm-hmm. yeah do you guys tour together or is it just like a, do you play on the albums mainly uh i did a short tour with thundercat or maybe two tours but i was like it was like a couple shows for each one right. um same with flying and... lotus right yeah, uh, well, with Flying Lotus, I've done one show, I think, with him. Okay. Yeah, but it was a fun one. It was, like, in Tokyo, and I love going there. Oh, my God, dude. That's the ultimate, isn't it? The, yeah. Is it just wonderful to travel to Japan as a musician? Because don't you get treated just like like royalty, right? You do, man. And just the, just I don't know, this, the city of Tokyo is probably just one of the best places I've been. It just, oh. I don't know, I connect with it. I find it to be exhausting. I've only been there one time, and yeah. it's like you out, you're outside for a couple hours, and like I gotta go lay down now. I'm like overstimulated, <laughs> yeah. you know. Like you're staring yeah. at a flashlight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's kind of strobe light blast. Um, yeah. 
but I, I like that. I'm into that. Right. That makes sense. I spend a lot of time just looking into strobe lights. So you do? it works for me. That's your drum style. You put on two strobe lights at different speeds and you like wait till they line up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's a form of therapy. Yeah. Yeah. Retinal. Yeah. Retinal, retinal distress therapy. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. So you've been there then? Uh, just one time. Yeah. I went to Japan about two years ago for about 10 days and I was, yeah, I fucking, it was the greatest place I've ever been. I've traveled a mm -hmm. pretty good amount and I've been like, I was impressed in a way I didn't think I would be as impressed as I was. Most of the traveling you've done, is that for shows? Uh, I don't know. I think with, I don't know, actually, I guess so at this point in my life. Yeah, probably. Mm -hmm. Um, all the coolest traveling I've got to done has been, I guess so. Cause I went to, I've been to Australia for comedy. The, the, the Japan thing was like a honeymoon basically. So nice. that was, yeah, that, but that was fucking, you know, it was outstanding. I've always wanted to, I do like traveling for work more though. Cause it feels like you're making money. So you spend more money and it's like, uh, <laughs> yeah, it keeps you moving too. Like if you're, if you're in some place, they always, you can't stay for a place for more than like a day or two. So you kind of have to be like, okay, what's the thing I got to do here? Mm -hmm. and just yeah. do it and then you kind of move on yeah and i i noticed that for myself i it's hard for me to stagnate at all yeah um usually i mean especially before recently but if i was in a place too long like i, I wouldn't enjoy vacations i just i would freak out i would i would need to bring something to work on or something so yes i'm the I same way saying, yeah yeah I mean, the only time i like vacationing for real is if it's like right before I'm going to do a bunch of stuff. So I kind of feel like, okay, like I feel like vacationing after as a, as a present, I hate that. Mm -hmm. Something about yeah. that. I don't know what that, why that is, but I would rather like, for me, like a vacation would be, uh, yeah, I like doing it right before I have to do a bunch of work. Yeah. It's like, I'm, yeah. I, I feel that man. Sometimes if I know I'm going to go on like a small vacation or, or, you know, relax type of vibe, mm -hmm. I, uh, I'll try to like cram in so much work the days before where I just, I become almost like psychotic level. Yeah. It's like every, every moment possible is filled with something to do. Cause I know that like, I will need to have, you know, built up a level of work before I go relax. Otherwise I kind of freak out a little bit. Have you always been like working on a lot of projects and like, cause you play keys, you play drums, you sing, you probably play other instruments I don't know about, but I know that for sure. And you record. Yeah. With, you have your band, the Lewis Cole band, which sometimes is you and sometimes it's a huge big band with like what, eight piece horn section, something like that. Right, yeah. You have Knower and you also yeah. play with like other people like Thundercat and stuff like that. So, I mean, like for you, did this, did the stuff that you make, like, because you shoot a lot of music videos and stuff that are obviously like, I mean, it's very clear that that's like your style that you're, you're making those videos, right? So, yeah. Was that like a response to not having a lot of work or was it something where it's like you just feel like driven, you just really want to see this thing or hear this, hear certain things? I just got to a point in my life where stuff started to become really clear and I just okay. knew that that's the only way I would really be happy is if I was making it doing my own shit, just my own music, my own creations, nobody, uh, you know, not being hired for something, which is fun, you know, from hired to do stuff. Yeah. It's fun, but it's not, it's not, it's not the number one goal that I had. And I just knew I wouldn't be happy without achieving that. 
did something uh, something occur in your life that have to have that awakening or was it like a gradual a little bit. thing? It was gradual, but it was also this one. There's this guy named Jack Conti, who's also another YouTube guy. Okay. And um, he's legendary. And uh, he one time we've been friends for a while. And one time he just like had like a face to face like pep talk with me. And he's basically like, Louis, man, you got to put out your music on YouTube. You can make it as a solo artist. And before I was like, that's not I, that's not for me. That's only for other people who are meant to be successful. It's not, you know, I just thought like, that's not for me. I can't do that. I, it's, you know, it's like you're, you're a YouTube star or you're not. You're like born like that. I don't know. I just didn't think it was a possibility. Right. But then he just kind of was just like, no, man, you got to do it. And he got real intense and it hit me. And my life was different after that. I was like, I'm going to do that. That's my life now. What was the first thing you put out that, after that uh, pep talk? It was this uh, cover. Um, with Genevieve, which it's the band called Knower. Right. And we put out this cover of a Britney Spears song. It was like the beginning of 2010, I think. Okay. It's the Britney Spears song called Three. <laughs> I don't think I even know that one. I have to yeah, it's way it deep in there, man. We used to we used to like take it offline because we were kind of embarrassed of it. But then it was it got to a point where it was like we were like fucking, you know, <laughs> yeah, you know just do it. figuring it out, man. So it's, we just left. I think it's still there at this point. Is it on Spotify or no? Is that not on there? I don't think so. I think it's just a with, YouTube uh, with, floater with royalties and stuff. How does that work with Spotify in general or with a or cover? Just with like, if you cover it, do you have to get permission for the few times that we've sold a cover or put it out on a service? We, we had to buy licenses for it. So, but, you, uh, so you don't have to get permission. You just have to pay for the license. Yeah. Unless they decide, <laughs> unless I'm to... doing it wrong. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Cause I don't, that stuff is so interesting to me. Cause I always, I always love, I mean, I love like covering things, you know, but, mm -hmm. um, or like, you know, doing like karaoke versions of crap, but um, <laughs> yeah. sometimes they get taken down and stuff. I wonder how, how, like what the real correct way to do that is, you know? Yeah. So you don't have to get yeah. permission. I've, I haven't, I just, uh, buy the Fox, uh, the Harry Fox licenses. I think that's where you buy it. Wow. Just, that's a good that. name. <laughs> yeah. So they give you, uh, they give you, um, they they get paid for the the songwriting royalties, but you get the performance royalties, right? Uh, yeah, I guess so. That makes sense. Not I'm like a the lot, worst many of them. person ever at knowing. <laughs> I'm the worst musician at okay. knowing the business side. I don't really know it at all either. That's why I I don't, I don't know why I'm asking, but it's like no, that's good. It's probably good. It. I should probably check it out more after this. After not clearly not knowing what's going on. <laughs> I just so know that the guy's name is Harry Fox. Harry Fox. I also knew a guy growing up named Harry Wolf, which I thought was Harry funny. Wolf. This is all like so you. This is all in L.A., huh? Like L.A. <laughs> proper or like outside of L.A.? Yeah, yeah, outside of L.A. Um, but you can. I'm sure you can find a lot of Harry Wolves. There's um, there's a there's this other guy. Um, I can't remember his name now, but it was good. I'll I'll probably remember it by the end of the really podcast. Harry Wolf. These are people you grew up with. Yeah. Well, it was someone's dad. Okay, someone's dad. Yeah, yeah. Harry Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> Man. So when you yeah. started making this YouTube stuff, that was were you like getting work as a drummer at that time? You were like a session drummer and stuff like that, or how'd that? Yeah, um, I would, I would, I would, uh, I was taking like film scoring classes because I was mm -hmm. like, I can make money like that and still do music. I didn't know. I was just, you know, it was like night school. Right. So I was like doing that, and then I was also playing drums for people, and yeah, man, that's about it. Yeah, those two things, and I was barely making any money. 
I was living with my parents, which was nice. They kind of saw that I was working hard. So they were like, you can stay here until right. you get your shit figured out, which was really, you know, this pretty nice situation to have oh, yeah. <laughs> with a magic refrigerator. Um, but I don't know at, at a certain, yeah, they just, they knew that I was going to make it somehow because they knew, they saw how hard I was working. Mm -hmm. So they, they, they thought that was fine. So yeah. you started making all these, uh, making your own stuff. And that's when, uh, things started to get really good for you. Right. Cause you were like generating your own content, I guess. And you were like feeling really good about what you're making. Yeah. I was happy making I was happy to be doing what I was doing. I wasn't successful <laughs> for, a, it took a while. Right. Like seven years, maybe of really, really hard work. Um, before I started to like, you know, really, you know, get some money and get some reach on the internet. Um, yeah. Damn. Seven first... years, man. That's crazy. Yeah. It was... How did you sustain <laughs> that? Cause that's like, that's a long ass time. That's like longer than college. Yeah. It's like yeah. going to medical school and college. Right. I It was, um, you know, a lot of it was living with my parents and they, you know, they, they could see that like something, like something was accumulating and I was, mm -hmm. I was saving some money or something. So they weren't, they didn't know, they knew that I wasn't like a deadbeat or anything, but, um, you know, I, I don't know. It, it wasn't until that song bank account, which I put out in like 2017, mm -hmm. I think. <laughs> which was describing my financial situation yeah it's basically. so ironic it's isn't it <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i i actually just put that video out because i'd been practicing that keyboard part for months like okay. i was irritating everyone you know i had actually moved out of my parents house at that point so i, mm -hmm. I was i was kind of making it but it was like still i was like scraping um and then at that point when i put that one out it kind of turned into a meme and people were like sharing it because they thought it was funny like the words were funny that you know yeah. it, was, it became a meme they, they uh i mean it actually reached a lot of people it was posted on those like unilad sites and stuff like that what is that and there's a lot of that it's like a site with, yeah i don't know if it's a big thing anymore but it was kind of it had like millions of facebook followers when they That's posted funny. it a couple celebrities posted it like john mayer and the guy john from, mayer um, yeah charlie Charlie something from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I think. Oh, Charlie Day. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He posted it. That's it was just funny, kind of man. funny. I was like, what the hell? And apparently Bjork posted it. Bjork? <laughs> yeah. On a radio uh, playlist. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> Which I thought was cool. It's just funny that that was the song that Bjork. Yeah. That's funny. Finding. So that like that really gave you like a, a whole new audience. Is that what happened? Yeah. Yeah. And it, it was on it was, it was on a bunch of sites where they didn't post my name. Um, so wow. I think it reached even farther than I could even track or anything yeah but um yeah it was like i got a little bump from that and then i don't know i just figured out other stuff since then it kind of grew and i mean it's in a much much better place now yeah cool I'm, yeah. i still feel like i'm the same person doing the same shit in the same room but uh yeah you know it, ha it has grown a little bit it's it's For nice sure. though i'm happy about it so how did you end up meeting like working with um like thundercat then you guys is that just because you guys are all you know, is it one of the things where like me asking you that is me, like if I have a comedian friend, you ask like, how do you know each other? And it's like, well, how don't we know each other? Is it <laughs> right? Thing? Yeah, just there's a little in bit the of same that place sure. at the same time, and you just kind of get along. Yeah, he um, we had a few mutual friends. This guy Dennis Ham and this guy Austin Peralta. They kind of connected us, um, both piano players. Okay. And I think that was kind of like the actual physical meeting of us but i think it's right. we would have found each other eventually because i love his music he 
loves my music and yeah, I don't know. We just have a, we see a common thread and in certain ways with music. So uh, I don't know. I, I feel like we would have met even without that, but yeah, it does make it sense. Happens. Cause I, I didn't really realize that until recently that you guys worked together and they're like, Oh, this makes complete and total sense. It's just like, you guys have very similar, even like the melodies you guys do are very similar. I don't know how to describe it, but it right. reminds me of the, each other. Yeah. There's a lot of common threads between us and it's, yeah. it's cool. And it, you know, there's common threads between our senses of humor and, you know, shit like that. When we, when we hang out, it's, it's really fun. We actually do that a lot more than work on music. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, there's definitely some common ground between us. And it's, it's nice. It's nice having an, uh, an artist like him, like he's really successful with his career. And it's, I feel like he's, he's kind of changing people's minds by being like, you know, as as big as he is and as re reaching as many people as he is he's kind of helping pave the way for someone like me who yeah. you know it's not a lot of people when they hear my music they're kind of like what the hell is this because it's not like you know it's not like the same thing you hear all the time i guess yeah it is definitely. Yeah, at least I, I see that reaction all the time people are just like what it's weird you know <laughs> so really? i don't know i kind of feel like when people are like oh i found you through thundercat you know it's like i don't know it's kind of whether he knows it or not, he's kind of doing a really <laughs> nice thing for the music world. It's kind of like a genre bending thing, right? Because I feel like his music, when I listen to Thundercat, I, be, I used to be a huge Jocko Pistorius fan. I, I, I played bass for a long time and I was like, you know, if you play bass for long enough, you love Jocko. Right. He's, he's almost like Jocko reincarnate to me. And it yeah. seems like, um, but still his music is so different. Same with yours. It's like you talk about like how it's um, people say it's weird, but it seems like it's because is that because people find it hard to to like decide what genre you guys are in. Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah, I think that's true for a lot of people. I mean, they don't their their life isn't about like pushing their own mental state or pushing yeah. their own spiritual state or experiencing anything outside of what's just happening around them, which kind of sounds mean to say. But I really think that might be true for yeah. a lot of people, you know, which is whatever. It's fine. Um, but I think if something comes along that they can't really categorize, it's kind of like a, you know, it's a strange feeling for them, maybe. Yeah, totally. Because it becomes like, um, yeah, it makes you uncomfortable. Yeah, I mean, I I even get that. If I hear something real new, that's happened a few times where I hear something real new. And I'll have like a, it'll be like a period. Like, I'll be like, this is, I don't know what this is. But it's like, I'm into that feeling. I'm into the confusion yeah. cloud for a minute. It's just, maybe that's the difference. I don't know. And then anyway, after a while, I start to like it starts to become familiar to me. So. Yeah, a lot of times if I like something right away, I find like, oh, this is gonna get really old really fast. Yeah. But if I have trouble liking something, usually means I'm gonna like it more with uh, time. Yeah, I know what you're saying, man. That that's really I think there's a lot of truth to that. That's happened for me several times. Like even the first time I heard Tony Williams, like it was like some weird tracks. I was like, what the fuck is this? And then it ended up being like my favorite shit. Yeah, totally. So you, how long have you played bass for? Well, I don't really play anymore. I haven't touched it. It's been in the closet for a long time. But yeah, I guess I played pretty hard for about ten years. Nice man. I was into it, but I also was not. Uh, I was into jazz, and I was um, not into reading music. I didn't. I never really learned to read music. I could read charts and stuff, but I could was bad at. I don't know. I'm fucking. I'm a, like a super super lazy musician, so. For me, mm -hmm. it's like, uh, also it was something where I remember like at, towards the end of high school, one of my best friends uh, who I played in a band with, he 
was applying to music school and I was thinking about going to music school. It was also like, you know, I don't think I want to do that because I would just see how, you know how some people just have like a, a thing where they can just, they can just play. Like they're very, yeah. It's very, very intuitive for them to play other instruments. He was that way. He still is that way where he can just, he can just fucking play. He's just so natural. He's also always playing music, you know? And for me, it wasn't that way. So I was like, I, I th- this is not, I love music. I still listen to it. I collect records and I love to, you know, casually make stupid songs and stuff. But as far as like being, being the thing I go to school for or something, I was like, yeah, this isn't for me. I just can tell it's not the, the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you have like a moment where that for you were like, okay, like when did you decide you were going to be all in with music kind of thing? Uh, I went to music school because I, I, I knew I loved music and I would, that's what I would do with my free time when right. I was in high school for some of, some of my free time. It started to get more intense at the end of like high school. Probably I used to like the beginning of high school. I used to do just really stupid stuff, you know, just, like what? <laughs> I, I don't know. Oh, I, I used to this. blow up mailboxes and stuff. Oh really? I did the same yeah. fucking thing. So yeah, I mean, I just like, yeah, I was just talking to someone about this. So it's fresh in my mind. I would do other stupid stuff too, but like, I don't know. I used to, yeah, I, I just, yeah i don't know I, I would just do a bunch of stupid shit and and then eventually i was like oh, you know what? i really like doing music i like mm-hmm. playing music and writing songs and stuff and so then i, I was like i think I'll, I'll go to music school because it, i feel like it's the it's the biggest natural talent that i have is it's just some kind of music thing um so i did that and i was at music school and i was like i don't really want to practice and then it was like the second or third year i was just got insane about music i was like i just I started to be like, I have talent for this naturally for some reason. So why don't I just use it? Why don't I try to find what its maximum potential is, you know? And so I just, I got obsessed and I started practicing like four hours a day. Man, And just, that's you know, writing all the time. And yeah, and so it was like halfway through music school, I started to become like good at music. Like before I was kind of just like, you know, I was one of those people that nobody really noticed so much, you know? And then, I don't know, I just... I started working like crazy and getting obsessed and I'm still kind of that level of, of obsessed. So that was uh, before the pep talk from Jack Conti. It was, yeah, it was before. And I, and I, I was obsessed before that pep talk and I knew I wanted to like become a great drummer. I just didn't know if I would ever have a career at doing my own music as like the solo artist or whatever. I yeah. just thought like that wasn't for me. That was only for special <laughs> people or something, you know? That is a weird Which, uh, thing that happens. It's like a weird thing where a lot of people who are really good at something, they don't think that they can be the the main focus of the thing. They think they have to be the side man or the side something when really. Yeah, that's true, man. And there's a lot of complex reasons for that, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I'm naturally shy anyway. So even if I, I mean, every, every time I do a show, I try to wear the biggest sunglasses that I can. Because yeah, I just realize that you always have sunglasses on and everything yeah just like man i just feel so much more comfortable yeah. i because I, I i've done a few shows with, where my eyes are showing and i was just like never again I don't, is it because they do so they do weird jazz eyes you have like the fucking <laughs> the jazz face, like, the, <laughs> like the weird yeah i'm sure there's some of that definitely but also um, yeah also i just i i like when people can't see my eyes i just feel like i can look directly at the audience then yeah otherwise otherwise i'm looking over the heads of everybody and singing at the exit sign at the back of the hall you know if <laughs> that's my comfort zone that's and funny. i don't like 
knowing that people can see my eyes because that's a lot of your facial expression is in your eyes. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. tons of it. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, because a lot of times if I do like a weird, like super committed musical bit, I tend to have my eyes closed most of it because it's like, <laughs> it's hard. You have to, if you're going, that's the difference between music and comedy is comedy, you can always like change, you can constantly be changing it midstream because the nuance because of what you what you get back but a lot of times if you're doing a song it's like the song has started and we've got you know three ten minutes left to go <laughs> yeah. it's not going good it's you just got to fucking hunker down right oh you can't man it's like you can't just stop right <laughs> yep man that's really true and there's been many times where it hasn't been going well <laughs> in mid-song for me right. so the sunglasses help with that i feel like you're just kind of like i'm in my own world <laughs> Which maybe isn't great. A, have you ever had an experience that made you want to quit? Like in the past, like 10 years, we're just like, oh man, this is so bad. Like it's some sort of a bombing or something like that. Or, um, Well, there's been many times where just the internet response was so low for something. Like I, I would work my ass off on yeah. something, man. Like I would put everything into it and then I would put it out and it would just be like nothing, you know? And that there was a few times where that got so discouraging that I was just like, what am I doing? You know, yeah. I, I don't know. It's, it's not, not good, but I, I don't know. I just, I kind of knew like, what else was there? I, that's the number one thing I want to be doing. So it's like, I'll find my way back to it eventually, even if I get frustrated. Do, do you have anything like that? Oh yeah. All the time. I mean, constantly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's become a lot less recently because I haven't been performing forever, but I'm doing like new stuff. Like I, I do stuff on Twitch now, which I fucking love, but Oh, cool. It's, it's like a learn. It's such a learning curve. That t all that tech stuff for me is I don't know. Um, I resist. I resist like any time I have to like actually learn how to do something. You know, like oh, I have to learn how to use an editing program. Yeah. And just because it's so technical, and yeah. I get so distracted, it's really hard for me to to do that. But it's like, what else? Am I, I don't have any other choice. I have to figure it out. Yeah. I think with your aesthetic, all your videos, they all have the same feeling. Is that, I feel like some of that's got to be coming from you, like your, your learning curve with the software and stuff. Is that kind of what, what it is? Or did you sort of like find some aesthetic with it and like, Oh, I like this. I'm going to keep this up. Yeah. It's more of that. I mean, it's, it's my limitations. You know, if I had a, if I had a million dollar budget or multi-million dollar budget, I mean, I'd be, crashing helicopters into shit but like i i don't i just you know i i have the software and i have whatever limitations i have and i just feel like i can bring across the vibe that i feel is necessary with the tools that i have so it ends up being you know that and i i don't know i wonder if my video how much stronger they would be if i had just like infinite budget and stuff i mean they would i don't be, know i disagree i think it's like they would be better for what they are because they seem to they match the music yeah, well, that's cool, man. Thank you. I, I, it is the whole thing is DIY, and I've had a lot of opportunities and offers to record at like really professional studios. But I like, I just like recording in a house or something, man. It's just yeah. I like it. It's it feels more correct for those me. Those live sessions you put out, those ones. There's that one song of that song, My Buick. Oh yeah. I, I always play for people. I used to play a lot on the podcast for guest stuff. Oh and nice. Some people are just like, "What the fuck is this?" It's just like scaring cool. me. You know what I mean? That part where it goes, gah, 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 gah. Yeah, right. that shit to me, when I, heard, when I first heard that, I was like, I've never heard a song that does this. That That's makes cool. that, like, I mean, I could talk about this song for probably 10 minutes, but 
like um i guess how did you write that song how did that come about well that was definitely like um i don't know i just wanted like a slow beat like that i guess you would almost call it like a trap beat or something but yeah. uh, you know just whatever that is it's like a slow just swampy beat but then i just wanted some like scary i don't know it, I, I'm trying to think how that song started. Like the part you're talking about with like the really crazy chords that are like that. Yeah, those that's like chords. a that's like a, that's like a Stravinsky vibe. I would say like a Rite oh of Spring God. blast. Yes, or totally. Something. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit! I'll I know that, exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, but the oh. the actual like the melody that's really stupid at the beginning. That's just like something that I was just writing one time. You know, I don't know. And then we we started. We, I went on a tour in China and we just started playing that song and then you know people just really liked that melody they would like sing it they would like yell it from the da, crowd da, and stuff da, 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 yeah da, da, da. Exactly. when you say when you say we who is that oh uh, that was me and dave binney and stefano tamburino it was like this trio of okay. these, these other two really great musicians that i love and we we just went to 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 china and we didn't really have anything prepared so we, we just kind of like would you start you can't to just go to china <laughs> yeah. like a, have a tour lined up or something or no oh no we had all that prepared just the actual music Oh, okay. Yeah, the actual material that we were supposed to do, we didn't really. We had maybe a couple of loose ideas, but that kind of started develop. We started playing that one, like in the middle of the tour. As a trio. Like, okay, this is like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is you on drums, or are you on keys, or both? Yeah, I was on drums and keyboard, and then the other guy was on drums, and then Dave was on saxophone and a little bit of keyboard too. It was just like kind of a strange uh, configuration, but we we were able to play something like that. It's like simple melody and you know whatever. So uh, I don't know. That just kind of became like a thing for us, yeah. and I was like, I'm gonna record it with a bunch of horns and try to make it scary. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. It's like it's like you know actually technically what that is, like what those chords are. Like, no, it... you know my musical theory knowledge is horrendous. Like I know okay. what a major scale is. I know what a right. You know, I know a couple things, but I don't really know what I'm doing. I don't know what a, what the chords are that I'm playing at all. I kind of don't want to know, so I haven't really tried to learn. But you, you know arranged what I'm doing? that song though, right? You arranged that? Yes. I know enough to like put the notes down on a sheet of paper. Like okay. I know like every good boy does fine or whatever they teach you yeah. in <laughs> elementary music. Um, you know, I know that enough to, to make a, a chart so people can read it, but I don't know what I'm doing. I really don't know what those chords are. I just went like this with my fingers and then, you know, played on the keyboard until it sounded oh, cool. right. Okay. So you found <laughs> the notes on a keyboard and you transcribe them and you you parse them out for individual horns to play. Exactly. Okay. So if there were like six or seven people, it'd be six or seven notes, be like ding, 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 from flute uh, to whatever trombone, the lowest guy. Yeah, because that, that shit is just so wild to me. I just fucking love it. Like that sound. Thanks, but, man. But, but what made me think about that is because you're talking about stuff that didn't hit, but that's on the that's on like a, a record of demos and stuff and outtakes. Right. But that's a big song for you, right? Well... I would say kind of yeah there there are a couple big songs as far as YouTube views go on that release um and those are all just the in the house uh you know a bunch of people everywhere bass player on the stairs yeah, bath, you know bathroom guitar is that, <laughs> you know, it's is like that, that guy Joe Dart or is that someone else I can't tell No it, it's Sam Wilkes Okay he, he's incredible yeah and um his neck movements are just next level man yeah, he's he's really just, vibing hard, and you're on the you're on the landing of the stairs there, like cr crunch in. Yeah, man. Yeah, so I don't know. I I uh, those that album was, you know, those three live songs in the house, and then a bunch of unreleased 
demos mm-hmm. you know or, or b-sides or you know whatever just things that didn't make the the album from a few months earlier right like the the real album but it was um, fucking great though you know what i mean oh, it was thanks like, man yeah that, I, I, the the, uh, the live sessions tend to get more views i think overall as far as my stuff goes just because it's just like oh i can see how music is fun i think it's just clear to people that like oh this is fun and people are having fun they're looking at each other and then i put like really stupid jokes in there like yeah, I've been watching like a bunch of YouTube poops. You ever watch YouTube poops? Uh uh-uh. uh Should I? It's, like a, watch... it's a it's a genre of video, and right? it's just like it's like meme maximum meme level. You know, just the dumbest shit ever. YouTube Basically, poops. People, yeah, and it's like YTP. That's the that's the abbreviation. Oh, okay. But if you go on YouTube, you can find them. And basically, whoever the editor is, the creator of the YouTube poop, they'll take existing video footage and then just edit it and mess it up and just make it so dumb so like you know it, it you got to check it out it's yeah. I, I can uh you can wreck this guy cs188 he has some good ones i just found him i just found cs188 okay. okay yeah damn this is a whole a thing legend. i didn't know about <laughs> it's good man it's it's really in, influenced my video style i would say i just end up like trolling myself with the video editing it's gonna so be adding. great to watch on live stream i feel like this is like weird ass shit yeah, it's it's yeah. good. So, did you when did you learn to edit at all? Like, cause you know how to edit somewhat, right? For, yeah, from my sister at first, cause uh, she showed me how to use Final Cut Seven, like the old Final Cut. That's a pretty old, um, isn't it? Yes, it is. So this was like a decade ago. She showed okay. me how to do just basic stuff on that, and I just kind of went from there. And then it, it, ever since then, you know, like me and Genevieve, if we need to do a, we we needed to do like. Uh, we saw basically we saw a Skrillex show where the, right. the visual live with the projections and stuff were just like so cool that we were like all right we need to do this so we were like we need to learn 3d animation software which is wow. just like what what are That's we doing really hard <laughs> shit it is man it's super hard but uh, basically you know we just were like okay what's the first thing we want to do we want to make like a pyramid explode so we just like looked it up on youtube how to make a pyramid how to make something explode you know just like one thing at a time you open the program it's like you're trying to fly a ufo like you have no oh idea my what God, yeah. is going like, on man it makes drives me fucking crazy it's like the fact that i've been able to do any editing lately the past you know six months is uh, i just can't believe it like i barely know yeah it just what, takes forever what, i have to do it so what much programs did you learn i learned on premiere I mean, yeah. I went to fucking college for that shit, and I barely know how to do it. Like for real, yeah. I'm like, I am, I am like a failure <laughs> in that sense. Yeah. A failure, like, like if of the educational system of learning. Like technically, I'm successful in the media career, but in terms of like what I was supposed to have learned in media in college, I don't know any <laughs> right. fucking shit. I can't remember any how to do any of it. But it's yeah. it seems like you have the the level of skills required for the for the videos you want to make. I like, guess right? so. I mean, I would like to do a lot more than I am, but I'm, sometimes okay. I just kind of settle with it because I kind of think we have a similar interest in making stuff that either feels uh, lo-fi or stuff that feels like it's not so much the um, you want to make something slick. You want I like doing stuff that makes it feel like a character edited this. Yeah, so the, char- the character you're seeing in the video is the person who edited it, so it takes on the the stupidity because i usually play characters that are really dumb yeah if they're they're not dumb they're like you know i love that garbage garbage truck (laughs) yeah like wayne is not so much dumb but he's kind of dumb but he's also like 
he looks at things the wrong, the weird, a weird way. And so I think if you like make a video with a character, a lot of times it's fun to make the character, make the video like the character made the video. Yeah, that's so awesome, man. It kind of gives you an excuse to make it poorly. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a <laughs> right. free out. It doesn't have to be nice. Yeah, that's perfect. I guess so, yeah. I mean, I, 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 something about that. I just love the idea of like, um, that's why I like some of your videos so much is they're just so like, uh, I don't know, they feel like, like I, I mean, I keep saying that, but like it goes with the music in a way that seems, um, you can just tell that you made the video and the music. That's cool, man. I, I, I like that. If, you know, if I'm watching someone, I kind of feel like if I, you know, if I had the music that I had, but then it's like super high quality, super high budget production, yeah. it could feel a little strange. I'm open to doing that and I probably will at some point, but it's, yeah, I know what you mean. There's something nice about the, like, okay, this is the, the entire vibe is like one, you know, human mind, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, it's good. I, I know that feeling from watching other people's stuff. that's like that. How do you balance the ideas of like, because if you, how often, during a normal year, how much would you be traveling to, to perform? Well, 2018 and 2019 were a lot, man. Um, like, like half a year about? Or? Almost half the year, I would say, maybe 40, 40%. Yeah. So if you're on the road that much, it's got to be hard to like write and like shoot videos and stuff that because that oh, takes yeah. a lot of time it takes a lot of effort it takes a lot of like organization and if you're only home for like a week max like how, how yeah. do you figure how do you balance that stuff out well i had a couple like you know anxiety blasts from that for sure okay. where i was kind of like i was like i i can't do this i can't keep traveling like this and i was like you know not to take it for granted i love it but it's like the thing right. that really makes me feel alive is creating new shit and I was struggling with that. I couldn't really write in a hotel room when I only had like an hour and a half and I hadn't yeah. slept or something, you know? So I, I don't know. It, it's, it was kind of a struggle, man. It really was. And, uh, I, you know, it, I kind of feel like now I've kind of relaxed. I, I had this whole <laughs> lockdown for months and I, I got some projects done and I wrote a lot of music. So I'm kind of in a more relaxed place now. And now I'm like really ready to go back. <laughs> So you actually kind of like writing and creating stuff more than performing? Or oh, yeah. Kind of, you do. So For sure. I, I would say performing is like secondary. It's like kind of like wow. you get to have fun with the stuff you already created or you get to share that with people more or something. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's, it's more about – for me, it's more about the actual releases and the, the media, the, you know, the actual song, the actual recording, the actual video. That's, that's really my – that's my favorite thing. So do. when do you get like, when do you get like the most, like the download of the, uh, what do you call it? The dopamine download. Is it like when you click upload or when it, is there like a point when you're like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> there's actually, that's a really good question, man. I, I talk about this sometimes. There's actually a little slight postpartum vibe when I upload where I'm just okay. like, it's weird. And it's sometimes it's not explainable at all. Sometimes it's like, everything's perfect and it's yeah. great, but you're still just like, Oh, it's just like, I, I don't know. This, the, 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 maybe it's because the, the time I'm really happy is when I first figure out a cool idea. Hell and yeah. It's just, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and I, I, I just like loop it over and over and I'm just like, yes, I made this, you know, and I'm just happy with myself and life feels sparkly and beautiful. And that, that's really the, uh, oh, shit. that's really the time. So I don't, my thing cut out. I got that's a battery. You're, you're back. You're back. So yeah, when okay. you, when you like say you have an idea, does that mean like, you hear like a melody or something or is it like a 
Is it just a little piece of something that you kind of yeah? It could be anything. Get rid of? Anything like that. Like I'll start with a drum beat or something. And I'll play chords on top of it or or melody or, or something. Okay. And it's just like it starts to turn into a song idea. That's cool. You're just like yes, this is the reason I'm alive. <laughs> right. For me. Uh yeah. So I, I, that's probably the moment. Do you do you have a moment like that in your creation process? Uh yeah, I guess so. When I when I have like a new thing, I think about I have to think about like a new character or a new joke or something like that it's like oh man it's just delicious you're like oh this is so i can't stop thinking about this and you want to share <laughs> yeah. it as soon as possible sometimes but sometimes you can't share it because it's not like a shareable idea until uh like there's there's a video i made in october of this character like a guy who who can't decide who to vote for for biden uh -huh. or for um biden or uh, uh you know the other guy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was the best i actually couldn't remember his name for a second um <laughs> but that character i just kind of just came to me actually i was i don't know why i was thinking about it, but I, I took a shower and i started thinking about it more i was like oh shit this could be like a really fun thing to make and i just like hit up my friend who's a director and i was like we got we got, we got to make this because you know he can like actually get shit done you know <laughs> as far as like um like production and stuff like that because it was it was a bigger idea than just me shooting it in the backyard kind of shit but uh right it was just stuff will just hit me and like i feel like i can't let it go because it's um yeah i don't know but it's, so it's that it's, initial initial idea phase and you're starting to envision it yeah the end product in your head it feels pretty great then yeah i think it's like a <laughs> there's definitely a great part of it i guess i guess i'm with you on that i just never never thought about it that way how that really yeah. is like the greatest part of it yeah 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 definitely for me too so do you have people that you work how, – how did you find, like, uh, do you have people who you, like, go to for, like, regularly to help you shoot stuff or, to, like, to record things? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I have uh, these two guys for filming stuff, Daniel Sunshine and Richard Thompson. Those are my, my cool. two guys, I think. Yeah, I just uh, – I don't know. I, I, I trust them, and I come to them with whatever idea, and they're down, and they, you know, they work hard, and it's – yeah. How did you guys meet each other? Um, through they're both musicians too, so okay. that makes sense. Yeah, it just it kind of happened <clears throat> through that. They're just like they they liked the music I was doing, and then they're like, you know, I if you want to film stuff, or you know, I can help you or whatever. So it's just yeah. it was kind of just real real natural. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, what? you you have one one person that in particular you work with a lot. Uh, sometimes yeah i don't know kind of on and off i don't make as much stuff as i um probably could i mean uh -huh. i even close to as much as i probably could there's a lot yeah. of stuff i have sitting in the hopper that's like oh it'd be cool to make that but um you know lately it's been hard to do stuff because it feels like i don't know it's, it's hard enough to do something let alone with all the uh, having to worry about contamination and you know the, mm -hmm. all that sort of shit so yeah. For me, it's, Do you um, feel a dip in inspiration from all the lockdown pandemic stuff? Uh, yeah, definitely. Especially, I don't know. It kind of comes and goes, but I think yeah. I definitely have because I, I realize, like, uh, I've talked about this a bunch, but I realize, like, I get a lot of energy from real like mundane interactions with people. Yeah. Like just talking to someone at a like a hotel or like just some any any kind of random small things in the world. That I get to watch. Like I, I like to watch people a lot, and I find that um, you can't watch people as well as you used to, because yeah. you're not out and about. Like I love to travel. I feel like traveling to me. Anytime I'm traveling, my brain just like opens up. Like um, like like you know, like when plants when it rains, how everything just kind of opens up, gets ready to 
to receive yeah. the rain. That's how I feel I'm traveling. I, it makes my brain just on fire. And I yeah. have like a, a significant lack of that. And so, yeah, it definitely is. It's it fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Are you good at just having conversations with strangers? Oh yeah, I do it so much. It's ridiculous. Like I'll wow. talk to people. I'll talk, I'll pretend to be a different person sometimes if I'm talking to certain people. <laughs> well, you're amazing at that. So I yeah. can see that working for you. But it's also kind of psychotic in a way. Like sometimes I'll, I don't know, sometimes I'll lie to people, not like lie, lie, like tell them like I'm fucking, you know, Jesus or something. I, I'll just decide to just be a different person when I'm mm-hmm. talking to someone who's a stranger because why not, you know, just to kind of see what the certain reactions are because I think yeah. it's like, I think a lot of us are sick of, don't really like enjoy being ourselves, you know, mm-hmm. there's like a transcendental experience in performing or like, if not, if not performing and like creating something, there's like a transcendence yeah. in it because you're not thinking about who you are and stuff like that, you know? Right. Yeah. That's interesting, man. It seems like a healthy exercise. I think so. I think it can be. Yeah. I mean, I, I think sometimes like psychedelics help. Uh, or like any kind, not just psychedelics, but like any type of, um, what do you call it? Like a, any, any substance that makes mm-hmm. you, takes, takes you and puts you in the moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, 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 someday I want to experiment with maybe some of that. I, I've, the farthest I've ever gone is like <laughs> edible marijuana, which really honestly, man, sends me to space. Uh, I've heard that. Yeah. I mean, it sent me to sent me into the fucking ground less than, not so much space, but into like, Oh, I can't fucking move. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, you're just in the fetal position. What was going that, on? Or like I, I slept for like 16 hours once because of that shit. <laughs> wow. Yeah. But I, yeah, it definitely is a, it's a fun, uh, creative thing for sure. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a bad, I feel like for me, it's like a comp, it's always like a combination of stuff, but sometimes yeah. it's nothing sometimes it's like i feel like a lot of times i feel the best just from exercising you know i get like a lot of yeah a lot of gas mm-hmm. yeah yeah i could see that that that's yeah that's kind of a natural uh built-in good feeling i think with you like when you play drums though because that's like to me all the drummers i've known all like the really good drummers i've known have not all of them, but a lot of them are people who are like, oh, this is a person who would like sleep in a ditch kind of thing. You know, they're, they're, they're like, they're like children slash monkeys. You know what I mean? Like people who yeah. are just, but you strike me as like different than that, even though you have like a real primitive playing style. Not so much primitive. I don't know. I guess I mean like, it's like very, um, I just keep thinking of like, like bucket drummers. It's like that thing where it's very much like percussive and like chugging like that relentless yeah. kind of thing. <clears throat> I think that I could sleep in a ditch probably if, uh, you know, if the temperature was right, yeah. I think. Um, as far as monkey, the monkey thing, I know what you're talking about because a lot of drummers, myself included, were just always like tapping on shit or, yeah. you know, like no matter like, where. <laughs> always moving yeah. and grooving and kind of like, uh, like exist and this exist to play drums because other, well, some of those drummers too, you meet who are really great they seem like they're pretty dull and dense. Like they don't have much going on <laughs> except for like, Oh, is that pizza? You know, <laughs> just really in the moment kind of dudes who, yeah, could be like be bricklayers or something, you know? Yeah, exactly. I think there is something to the, in the moment thing. Yeah. Um, this, I, I would say the, the drummer that freaks me out the most who I, I, I personally think is the greatest drummer 
alive right now is this guy named Nate Wood. Okay. And he just like, I don't know, when he lives his life, to me, when he's like living life, he seems very in the moment. And especially when he's playing music, he's just like so in the moment. It's like, it's like next level meditation shit. I mean, it's yeah. like, I think that's one of the reasons he's just like everything he plays is like beauty. It's like perfect. And just, it's like he's playing melodies on the drums that just fit in with everything that's going on. And I believe that that, is a huge reason for it he's actually even said that i think he just kind of like talked about you know letting it come from the all the ideas come from the subconscious and being zen to me that sounds like he's just super in the moment he's not freaked out about what cool next thing he should play or you know he's not stressed it's just he's super present and uh that's something i wish i was better at and i just I'm, i'm just not man that's not how i'm geared i feel like i would be way better at drums if i was like that (laughs) <laughs> but I'm do you not. do any kind of meditation or anything like that at all i was for a while i'll probably go back into it man this summer i was actually i saw this documentary by this guy named stephen greer where he talked about meditating to contact aliens oh yeah i know about and that it, guy he's kind yeah, of a cook. yeah well yeah i mean i could see yeah. that point of view definitely the thing is though man is the footage that he ends up getting from his meditation shit is absolutely insane like there'll be like i just remember this one i mean there's a lot there's like hundreds of clips that he gets there's one of this like fucking portal like opening in the sky and then a bunch of like dots flying out of it. It was just like, oh man. But so I just he... was like, I want to try this. What? What do you mean? How does he get footage of meditation though? Because it's inner mind, right? No, no, no. He gets, no, basically what he does is he meditates to try to contact these aliens. Right. Apparently he's like a meditation prodigy. He said he's been doing it since he was like a teenager you know okay. so i mean he's he's good at it i guess yeah. i'm not i don't know what's going on i suck at meditating but i saw that basically he meditates and these fucking ufos show up like every time like Wait, every show time up where though where do they show up in the sky above them oh. or on the horizon or something oh, and it's sick? like they're they're not just they're not normal they're not they're not <laughs> aircraft they're not human yeah. i mean i don't think it could be like next level military shit and for some reason right. he's able to make them manifest but it's not what's going on i don't think i really think that he's i don't and it's not fake footage to me i mean i've edited a lot of videos i've seen so many fake ufo videos because yeah. i'm obsessed with ufos and shit like that uh, i've seen a lot I of fake videos that. yeah man. i just it's fascinating to me i've never seen one really in real life but um so basically i saw that documentary me and a bunch of friends we, we all saw it and then we were trying to like do this you know like trying to go out into the desert yeah. and meditate and stuff i like we i don't know what we saw we maybe saw a couple of things but that was the heaviest meditation period that i had was to try to contact aliens which was honestly, man, it was really fun. And even if we didn't see any aliens, it's like we did reach some like really cool levels of inner peace just from meditating outside mm-hmm. under the stars and stuff like that. It's like that's a pretty like basic human, you know, yeah. relaxation, resetting technique, I think. It's, it's pretty cool. Pretty I've, had some, I've had some uh, I've been meditating for about, I don't know, seven years, I guess. Oh, nice. And I've had some stuff happen in meditation where it's like, what the fuck? I've oh, had really? stuff where it's uh just seeing, I mean, it's sort of like dreams, but imagine if you could be really almost awake during your dreams sometimes. You know, I've had stuff like that where. Wow. Pretty crazy stuff. I've had some stuff years ago when I first started meditating where I, I sort of like, it's hard to, it's impossible to explain actually, but I had this moment where I understood the nature of time. <laughs> For like, inside when I was meditating, it's like this, all of a sudden, like this. Moment of um, like clarity. I don't know how to, I can't, I literally can't explain it because even when it was happening, I realized like, oh, this is not possible to translate. It's like, how do you tell someone like that song, 
your song, My Buick, like, how do I say, oh, this is what it sounds like? Like, it sounds like, dan, dan, like, well, I guess you kind of <laughs> yeah. can do that, but you know what I mean? It's like, you can't, I know what you're saying, though. But you can't tell someone, you can't, you can't write it out. You can't say, like, oh, what does a, a minor chord sound like? It sounds, you could write something and say, oh, it sounds sad, it sounds this, but you can't actually do it because it's not, it's completely different language, you know? Yeah. I guess the stuff I, I've experienced in meditation. That's how interesting, how that's long like do you that. meditate for? Are you, are you going real long periods of time when you do it? I do it like When you 20, get like to that state? 20 minutes. Okay. That's pretty medium length. That's good, pretty I think. good. I mean, yeah. some people do a lot longer. I, I do something called transcendental meditation, but it's like... Um, Is that where you repeat a phrase in your mind? Yeah. you have It's called a mantra. You repeat it and it kind of like, yeah. you know, drops you into the, the zone or, or whatever you want to call it. Like, yeah. You know, drops you down and, into the... Thing. Anytime I've meditated, having a phrase that I repeat is, has gotten me to deeper zones, I feel oh, like. Oh, yeah. I think it's – if people are into music at all, I think that – especially you because you have like – you you like stuff that's like – has that repetitive quality. I think mm -hmm. for – I wanted to meditate for years. I wanted to do – I was really interested in it. And I tried a bunch of different types and I found that type. It worked for me so well because <clears> of that <throat> repetitive thing because it's like that thing where you're – you get locked in like a – it's like house music or something, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah some of that techno is called trance. So. Exactly, yeah. The fucking... <laughs> there you go, man. <laughs> yeah. I was just listening to Sandstorm by Darude. Oh, Darude. hell yeah. Are you kidding yes, me? Yeah, yeah. That's a That's classic, a good one. dude. That's, yeah. You can listen to that anywhere in the world. You can listen, you can bust out some Darude Sandstorm. <laughs> yeah. I love That's that funny. track, man. Had you not heard it before? No, I had, you know, okay. but when I was a kid, I was like, this is dumb, you know, but yeah. now it's just like, I fucking love that, man. It's just, it's funny and it's cool. It <laughs> is funny like how it. much stuff that you deride as a kid, but now as an adult, I'm like, man, I fucking love this dumb shit. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. There are, there are a couple smooth jazz tracks in my iTunes, man, that I oh, just, like, I like, man. Like they who's... just relax the shit out of me. Spyrogyra? Um, I don't have any of that, but um, that's good that you know that. Um, Craig Shaquico. <laughs> that, name, that name sounds like it's made up. Craig Shaquico? Oh yeah, man. God. <laughs> yeah, highly recommended. He's got this okay. real uplifting track called Acoustic Highway. Where he's oh, playing my God. Even that guitar. fucking yeah. name, Acoustic Highway. Yeah, it's you, you can get a lot of the sense of, from the, the titles alone. But, man, okay. you know, it's just like, you know, if somebody saw me listening to that who – thought i was cool they would be like it's not as cool as i thought but to me it's cool and i just it's just you know it's it's awesome man that's funny <laughs> yeah i just looked it up oh my god the album cover of this is this is yeah it's cheese <laughs> central man holy is this shit. the one with the wolves on it and he's like got a moon and stuff no it's him well the, the single for acoustic highway the album acoustic highway is him next to a highway <laughs> Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> to me, it sounds like Palmdale or Lancaster. Like it's oh. got a Mojave vibe to it. Like if you just went to like an outdoor, fucking desert Sunday day smooth jazz festival, it would sound kind of like this to me. Like straight up DI guitar, just like oh yeah, DI piercing. baby. That yeah, it's sick. Direct input, right? That's what you mean. Yeah, direct. No mics. Just DI. direct plug into the. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> put yeah. a, an ep called di guitar and it's lewis yeah Cooper well man smooth. don't be careful what you wish for man i just did i <laughs> wish go for there. it <laughs> say man do you have do you have any like um songs you've been working on that are almost ready to premiere that you could like maybe send me that i could tack on to the end of the podcast 
or anything that's if not anything let that's me like look newish that you would uh want man the thing is i hear? have so i got my itunes open right here man uh dude i have so many fucking songs that are like almost done really? but just not done enough what does it take for oh, it to be you know done there's one you? dude i'll send you, you one, one. Okay. Yeah, because this was they already put it out in the um Grand Theft Auto new version. Oh, I so saw a I post could... about that. It's not you yeah. can't hear it yet though, can you? Well, no, I mean, well, you're about to. No, you oh, can't. Right, okay. I mean, if you're if you're running over hookers in the game or whatever, you know. <laughs> that's what I, that's all I think of when I think of that game because I hear people do that. I don't know. Oh, I used to play Grand Theft Auto 3 and, you know, I don't know. It's it was fun and and violent and kind of insane. But yeah. um yeah, I, I guess you can hear it in the game. There, people have already put it on YouTube. Okay, yeah, you can find it there. So it's it's no big deal. I'll send it to you. But what do I, how do I do it? How do I send this to you? Drop oh, it. You can send it to me later. I guess you can. Send, okay. I'll, when I edit the podcast, I'll throw it on at the end so people can hear it. Nice. Yeah, man. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, man. How do you know when a song is done, though? Is it just like a feeling for you? You're like, kind of like, ah, eh, this feels. <laughs> That's a deep question for right now because I'm trying. That's the phase I'm in, which is kind of just like so many mind games of trying to finish it you know yeah. it's there's no team it's just me here in you know in the same seat <laughs> trying to finish songs so it's like i don't know sometimes it's like i think it's done and then you just kind of leave it for a few days and then if after a few days it doesn't irritate you then it's good sorry my freaking right i'm gonna pl- i'm gonna plug my phone in because i have okay a, I'm gonna... well we're about we're about to finish up here oh, okay if you want to um you know i got 10 percent. we gotta you know we can get a few minutes out of that man yeah, whatever you want. We can get it out of there. But sometimes uh, I don't know when a song is done, honestly. And right. You just got to give it the test of time. So what do you think uh, for you? Like, what's like the big thing on the horizon that you're like looking forward to the most? Or are you just like loving being able to just dedicate all your time to like recording? Right? Is that what you're? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I say. Yeah, it's it's just this room basically, and then downstairs in the garage I have drums. Nice. Um. Man, I would say the thing I'm most excited about is I got a solo album, which is the thing I'm mostly working on now. Right. And then I have there's this Nowhere album that actually, like, all the music has been done for, like, basically a year now. And we were going to wow. record in, in March with just, like, 60 people, like, 60 musicians. We had, like, strings and horns and, like, a choir all lined up. It was, wow. like, insane. Yeah, and um, that got canceled, obviously, because the, you know, virus. Uh, but I'm excited for that when that can happen. So the music is so you've done your parts, but you now will uh, they'll play along to what you've already recorded. Yeah, basically. So I I'll write all the instrumentals, and then me and Genevieve will work on like the the lyrics and the melodies and mm-hmm. stuff. And um, so all of that is done. Like we just send people their parts. We're just like learn this learn these 12 songs or whatever learn your parts for these 12 songs and then they learn the shit out of it and then we just record them that's i mean that's what this was going to be this is the first time like that the album like we with nowhere we've done a couple sessions in the house where we're playing with the the live band and it's like it's like covers of our own songs like stuff we've already released but this album was going to be like the actual released recordings were going to be live band sessions with everyone you know playing at the same time yeah that's gonna be fucking great man i can't wait to hear that yeah, I, I'm, I'm hoping that it'll happen sometime in 2021. Yeah, oof. I don't want to even yeah. think about making any predictions or anything because it just feels so... <laughs> yeah. You can have, like, if you go on YouTube ever and you look at, like, virologists, because uh, there was a while I, I wanted to know what was going on. So I'd look at, like, different points of view about the same data. 
yeah. they would have like completely different interpretations of the same data like sweden mm -hmm. is doing horrible sweden's doing great you know just yeah. depending on who's it's weird i don't get it so i kind of like i I relaxed a little bit on, on checking that stuff out. I'm just kind of focusing more on this album, I would say. Is there something you're excited about? I don't know. I think it's just about um I don't I'm excited about just being able to interact with people in a in a casual way without having there be like an interference or this feeling of um I guess you know what I'm really excited about. I'm really excited about getting on an airplane, um having a a coffee, like that jet fuel coffee, then having a glass of Chardonnay, then having another coffee, having another glass of Chardonnay, and watching a movie, and uh, maybe talking to some people a couple times in the airport, and uh, listening to music, and just like just doing that, but without yeah. having to like feel like oh oh this person's not oh they're not wearing a mask oh shit yeah uh, you know, like having like this everything feels very just tense and like. Uh, dramatic as opposed to it being enjoyable. I'm just, in, I'm looking forward to traveling for with enjoyment and not fear. Yeah. Anything like any that shit's just so. But. I hear you, man. I really also, hear you. I'm fucking loving doing like stuff here at home though right now. For some, I've, I find it weird that I actually am like enjoying like doing live streaming and stuff, you know, but it mm -hmm. feels, it's pretty fucking fun, but. Yeah. Yeah, man. I hope that you can do that soon. Yeah, I hope, I hope that so. for you. Sounds good. <laughs> yeah, well, thanks man. for talking with me, man. It was really fun. I think we could talk about yeah. a whole bunch of stuff again. We have to do it. We have to yeah. do another podcast again. Sometime. I'm down, man. I, it's an yeah. honor, dude. I, the, that night that I saw your stand-up set, man, I was like blown away, dude. Yeah, that, that's that was I, so funny. Man. I forgot to say that because that's how I met you. Because Jack, I asked Jack Stratton if he would play before my taping at the lyric and he brought you to play with them and just you two guys yeah and it was such a great show it was such a great show the best was afterwards you guys stuck around for like 15 20 minutes just <laughs> jamming i have this all this video i have a video of it i was like this is That's it was awesome, some of man. the best music i've heard in such a long time <laughs> was just two guys just jamming for no one as they cleaned yeah. up the theater it's like god damn yeah i remember that man that was such that a was cool fun. night yeah and you're yeah just your your show man was so funny well, i still I remember that. it i think I, about it all the time awesome man that means a lot coming from you i appreciate it yeah uh well cool well, we'll talk again soon man thank you so yeah, much yeah totally and yeah I'll, dude, I'll thank drop you. that track in right now to play okay wait. cool I'll, I'll uh i'll email it to you yeah and also could you send jack conti over to my house to give me a pep talk thank you <laughs> yeah totally I'll take it. I need one to maybe a refresher course. Okay. Well, if you get yeah. one, send it my way. Yeah, okay, nice, man. Moment in, starting in. That's the only one I'm in. Shovel shit to mountains high. Above the tiny hills of pipe. Work goes in, tracks come out. I don't really leave the house. You know I have a small white ass. But it's changing Neptune's path.
Number's your dad. 